0: Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Good morning, everyone. This is the Truth Hurts program, and I'm your host, Steve Z. We've got quite a lot to talk about on this Monday, December the 14th. 2020 and we'll get to that right after we get to this you are listening to the truth hurts program with your host steve z opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the first amendment to the u.s constitution we apologize if you are offended but we retract nothing now that we've got all the legal stuff out the way I want to tell you it was a weekend of excitement, mixed feelings, and a touch of sadness for me. As you may know, Steve Z has been the father of three kids. Three great, amazing children who have all grown up. And, of course, we lost our oldest son this year, just before his 31st birthday. My middle child, my son Christopher, turned 29 over the weekend. And as a surprise on the family... He also got married this weekend. He invited the family and friends over for a very small gathering, cocktail attire. Come on out, we're going to have a little party at the house. And when we arrived, there was a sign up the long driveway, and it said, Surprise! We're getting married. 12-12-2020, the day before his birthday. So I want to welcome my newest member of the family, my new daughter-in-law, Jessica. Welcome to the Steve Z household. Of course, I could not be prouder of my middle son for this accomplishment. And I was extremely happy, ecstatic, excited. But there was a touch of sadness knowing that Chris's older brother, Jonathan, couldn't be with us this year. And of course, he expressed that during the services as well. Congratulations, Chris and Jessica. And the ceremony could not have been more appropriate for these two self sufficient, hard working, very creative young people. They paid for the entire thing themselves because it was a surprise a surprise to his parents and a surprise to her parents. With the help of her sister and his sister, and a few very close, sworn to secrecy friends, they pulled off a phenomenal wedding service and reception. It was really a a fantastic event. So, congratulations again to Chris and Jess. What a great, great surprise this past weekend for Steve Z and the family and friends. Moving on to more serious topics, this weekend marked what could be the last free weekend that you and I, as Americans, might truly be able to appreciate. For it is today, Monday, December 14th, 2020, that the Electoral College will cast its votes for the President of the United States of America. Most years, the Electoral College votes and it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. This year, with lots and lots of questions, lots of controversy, lots of irregularities surrounding the 2020 presidential election, all eyes will be on the Electoral College as legal challenges still continue to move forward in multiple places, questioning the integrity of the vote the validity of the vote, the accuracy of the vote, and is still leaving one half of the United States of America's population scratching their heads, saying, can't you people see what the hell is going on here? And of course, the Democrats are hoping that the Electoral College will do its thing today and On the 21st of January, we'll have a new President gropey-mopey-sleepy-creepy Joe Biden. A quite shocking series of cell phone videos have emerged on the internet and now on national media. A man yelling, kill me, kill me, stood on the steps of the Cathedral Church of St. John the Divine in New York City just after a... Christmas concert broke up. A small outdoor gathering of socially distanced Christmas carolers with microphones and podiums and speakers had just concluded when a man went up onto the steps and started shooting into, I guess, the crowd. People scattered and dispersed, as you would imagine they would. The gunman popped off a few rounds here and there. The NYPD showed up and the man started shouting, kill me, kill me. And he shot a few rounds towards the cops and they did what they should have done. They killed him. I'm just very, very glad to see that this was videoed in its entirety so that some fringe group of wackos can't come along and say they killed an innocent man. The man was wearing a mask, carrying a backpack, got a baseball cap on and was dressed in all black. Close-up still photographs show him to be a Caucasian male. So this story probably won't last very long in the news. (laughs) The question of what and when did the New York Times actually know about the Department of Justice's Hunter Biden probe has hit the headlines. Remember, it was the New York Times who said the New York Post was being irresponsible for their assumptions, assertions, accusations against Hunter Biden when his laptop first came out. And now suddenly it has come out that the New York Times knew much sooner and much more than they led on, meaning they chose to censor this story about Hunter Biden and his father sleepy creepy touchy feely mumbling stumbling bumbling muttering puttering stuttering shuddering mopey dopey little girl gropey beijing barisma joe biden there was massive corruption going on donald trump warned you all about it and you folks said oh it's just an election ploy There's nothing to see here, folks. And now it's come out that the New York Times, who accused their rival, the New York Post, of making things up, actually knew that what the New York Post said was actually true. Yes, folks, the double standard is alive and kicking. Yes, now that the election is over and it is supposedly safe for the media to go ahead and start covering the Hunter Biden scandal that they ignored when the Washington Post broke the story way back in October, things in D.C. are finally starting to get back to abnormal. FBI and Justice Department officials are once again leaking like sieves to their favorite reporters. And it now appears that the New York Times knew long before the election that Joe Biden was, in fact, the big guy, in line for the secret 10% stake in the deal with a Chinese energy conglomerate. But that newspaper, the New York Slimes, deliberately withheld that information from readers prior to the election. The fix was in. It is in. Now that Hunter Biden has admitted he's under a criminal tax probe, suddenly the New York Times is beginning to leak Small tidbits of information. After all, they have nothing to lose now. In a Friday piece about the perils of the probe for groopy Joe Biden, the New York Slimes writes, quote, the inquiry originally focused on possible money laundering, but did not gather enough evidence for a prosecution, according to people close to the case, unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing me another song, New York Slimes. People that are familiar with the matter are telling the Wall Street Journal that Attorney General Bill Barr kept two secret probes into Hunter Biden quiet deliberately during the final weeks of the campaign. Perhaps it wasn't Barr, though. Perhaps it was the leakers who stayed silent to protect gropey Joe Biden and his family. Or maybe the leakers leaked, but the media didn't want to hurt the candidate that they support. So they have now waited until after the election to let this information out. Or perhaps there are some backroom deals going on with the camel toe Harris wing of the Democrat party. Perhaps they said, hey, New York Times, keep this crap quiet till after the election. We'll let sleepy, creepy, mopey, dopey Joe Biden get inaugurated. Then we'll make him step down because we will quote unquote suddenly find this damning information. And that will make Camel Toe Harris your new president, just as Steve Z predicted on this very program way, way, way back in July. Sources always have an agenda, but when they're permitted to hide behind the cloak of anonymity, a reader cannot judge the credibility or the motive Worse than that, readers increasingly don't believe that reporters ever even try to give the truth. Trust in the media has been at a historic low before so many outlets betrayed their public duty during this presidential campaign, complete with suppression polls and secretly worded polls. And, of course, only polling people that they know will answer the way they want the polls to happen. The top of the top, the cream of the crop in the Washington, D.C. press corps not only showed zero curiosity about the Biden family's lucrative business schemes, they actively tried to debunk the Washington Post's stories as, if you remember, Russian disinformation or a smear campaign. Yet they knew all along what the hell was going on. And this whole thing will be swept under the rug on January 21st. Unless, of course, it is indeed the plan of the Camel Toe Harris group to smear the Bidens now that the election is, quote-unquote, over so that she can ascend to the throne of the George Soros subsidized election. Hmm. Watch out. When Democrats start stabbing each other in the back to climb the ladder of success... They have to watch their own backs in the process. Be careful what you wish for, Camel Toe Harris, for it is nasty, naughty Nancy Pelosi right behind you on that ladder. Once you are in office, you don't know the unscrupulous things someone like nasty Nancy might do to eliminate you from the highest office. And then she would ascend to the throne. At 81 years old, that might not be such a bad thing. A President Pelosi can't live forever, right? There's not enough pickling in that alcohol to keep her going for a long-term stint at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, if they get rid of Joe Biden, which is very likely and looking more and more likely with all of this stuff coming out now, he will be forced to resign or he will be impeached. Camel Toe on her knees Harris will then become the new president with nasty Nancy Pelosi following in the vice presidential role. They will find a way to get rid of Camel Toe Harris because nobody, and I mean nobody, really likes her. She cackles like Clinton, she looks like Obama, and she acts like a complete, total idiot. So. Once they get rid of Cameltoe Harris, Nasty Nancy Pelosi moves into the president's slot and Senator Chuck Grassley, a Republican from Nebraska, would become the new vice president. Now, considering that Nasty Nancy is in her 80s, drinks like a fish, and doesn't look to be in the most stable of mental faculties, they'll probably get rid of her in short order. If she doesn't croak, And then you'll end up with a Republican senator as your new president, number four in line. Of course, if you were going to bet on how all this works out, it's like a giant game of Clue. I think it was Professor Klump in the library with a bottle of slime. So who's behind all of this? My money's on George Soros in conjunction with Mark Zuckerberg and folks in the big tech sector. Remember, they censor in one direction only. Their political donations and news blackouts are two sides of the same coin. The deep state was a zealous backstabber. More than 50 former intelligence officials, many of whom wanted jobs in a Biden administration, actually signed a letter suggesting that the Washington Post reports on Hunter Biden smacked of Russian disinformation. The signers of those documents included former CIA chiefs John Brennan, General Michael Hayden, Leon Panetta, Michael Morrell, all of whom turned out to be wrong. What kind of spy As a group, what kind of spy agency can get it so wrong so often? An honest media would have blown the whistle on all these dirty tricks, no matter which side they occurred on. Remember, the media spent four full years making up lies, making up allegations, and accusing Donald Trump of being a Russian spy, of colluding with Russia, of Russian hacking in the election process, of illegal and immoral business dealings. And four years of those investigations by these so-called experts, these so-called investigative gurus, turned out to be false. But yet, the American people kept putting their trust in the same investigative agencies, those same gurus. And with the help of a willing media, they kept... The sheeple believing that Trump was colluding with Russia when all along it was Hunter Biden and his daddy, Mr. Big Guy 10% gropy Joe Biden, who was colluding with Russia, with the Ukraine, with China. Somebody wrote that by standing alone against the mob, The Washington Post had proved itself to be the nation's indispensable newspaper. The high praise was borne out by the fact that the October reports of the Washington Post were spot on. There were no anonymous sources. That paper identified by name the source of its contents. They named Rudy Giuliani as the source of the contents of the laptop that Hunter Biden left at a Delaware computer repair shop, failed to retrieve, and the repair shop owner confirmed it. By the way, to this day, neither Hunter nor Joe Biden has bothered to dispute any of the emails, any of the messages, any of the lewd, crude, and abusive photographs that were found on the device. If you recall, at one point, they tried to deny that it was Hunter's laptop. But if it's not Hunter's laptop, why did they try so vigorously to go and recover it once it was found? Remember, the Post reported interviews with Tony Bobolinsky, the former business partner of Hunter and Jim Biden, Jim Biden being Gropey Joe's little brother. And that presented more solid evidence about the dirty dealings of the Biden family than anyone bothered to find on Donald Trump and his family during four solid years of investigation by the FBI and other so-called fact-finding agencies. This is true despite special counsel Robert Mueller's two-year probe into Russia, 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 and of course, Nasty Nancy's non-stop House impeachment investigations, which ended up landing Donald J. Trump in the role of the innocent accused victim. Remember, he was acquitted on all impeachment charges. Of course, the coup attempts against Trump give rise to another reality. The only way to protect the probe into the Biden family's money-grubbing is through the appointment of a special counsel. The need for protection was the logic behind the Mueller appointment, and now it applies. Not only must the probe be protected from Joe Biden's White House, because remember, by executive order, he could order all of the stuff sealed like Barack Hussein Obama did with regard to his questionable past. FBI Director Christopher Wray also needs to be kept out of this investigation. Biden indicates he wants Ray to stay on, so that lackluster chief starts with an enormous conflict of interest, as will the new attorney general-to-be. In fact, As has been the case throughout the Trump administration, the special counsel provision is to be used when there are conflicts of interest amongst investigators and prosecutors, which there obviously are here. This case fits the very definition of a conflict in every possible way, shape, manner, and form. Most worrisome, of course, is that foreign governments that have tried to buy influence with gropey Joe Biden by paying millions of dollars to his brother and his drug-addled cocaine-head son, know that if they got anything in return, and whether Biden himself was compromised, they are gonna get a pass. Hunter Biden's biggest deals took place while his father was the Vice President of the United States under Barack Hussein Obama. And they're in countries where Joe was the front man for Obama, including Ukraine, Russia, and China, among others that we will probably find out as time goes by. China, our number one global adversary, in that country, Hunter made millions upon millions of dollars in deals with firms tied directly to the Communist ruling party. You might recall that Joe and his brother Jim were also involved in the 2017 deal with energy conglomerates, according to Bobolinsky, who provided his information to the public and the FBI, but the media decided to sweep it under the rug as they are wont to do. Of course, the potential implications for America's national security here are enormous, egregious, and quite obvious. The Trump administration forcefully confronted China on numerous fronts, including shady trade deals, repression in Hong Kong, and of course, all of its military expansion in the South China Sea. As a result of these gropey Joe business dealings through his son and his brother with China, he will likely be under pressure from his new boss, President Xi Jinping, to take a much softer approach on how the United States deals with Chinese issues. If he does, Will it show for sure that he is indeed bought and paid for? What else does China have on the Bidens? What else does China know about the Bidens that we, the people, don't yet know? The decision will be up to Attorney General Barr, but it looks like Barr is going to kiss butt to either keep his job or keep himself out of harm's way of the new Biden, gropy Joe, and the... Harris-Camel-Toe administrations. You might recall that recently Barr announced that he had elevated John Durham to the position of special counsel. Remember, John Durham was probing the FBI spying on the Trump 2016 campaign. Barr said he wanted to provide Durham and his team with, quote, the assurance that they could complete their work without regard to the outcome of the election, unquote, the Biden probe is far more consequential, and it deserves, at very least, the protections of a special counsel, which I'm calling to happen immediately. But I'm only Steve Z, the host and moderator of the Truth Hurts program, so who the hell am I? We'll be right back. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. The real president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, vowed that he and his campaign are going to continue going forward with their legal challenges against the election results of November 3rd. Even if the Electoral College casts their votes today, Monday, December the 14th. In an interview on Fox & Friends on the Fox News channel that aired Sunday morning, the president said that even though the Supreme Court rejected the case brought by Texas against several swing states over their elections, he still has other challenges in play. Trump said, quote, No, it's not over. We keep going and we're going to continue to go forward. We have numerous local cases. Trump claims he won Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia, while noting he has an ongoing case in progress in Wisconsin. When the president was asked about today's Electoral College vote, which is when the country quote-unquote officially elects the president, Trump recognized that he is indeed under a time crunch. He told the Fox News channel, We're going to speed it up as much as we can, but you can only go so fast. They give us very little time, but we caught them, as you know, as fraudulent, dropping ballots, doing so many things, nobody can even believe it. Trump said there were votes cast in the name of dead people and that tens of thousands of ballots were illegally submitted. You've all seen it on social media because the mainstream media won't publish it. Actual affidavits, sworn legal documents by people who witnessed fraud, who witnessed tampering, who witnessed dumping of illegal ballots, who witnessed discarding of legal ballots. The president said it was a rigged election, and he attributed this to local Democrats who apparently outsmarted their Republican counterparts. This wasn't like a close election, Trump said. You look at Georgia. We won Georgia big. We won Pennsylvania big. We won Wisconsin big. Donald Trump says... He's worried about the United States having an illegitimate president due to alleged fraud. What happened to this country is we're like a third world country, he said. When asked whether he would attend Biden's inauguration, Trump says, I don't want to talk about it. He also railed against the Supreme Court for refusing to hear the case where Texas claimed Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin unconstitutionally changed their election statutes their processes and their procedures through executive fiat or judiciary action rather than what is supposed to happen through the state's legislative branches the court said the state did not have standing to sue over this the state of Texas that is Trump said the Supreme Court all they did was say we don't have standing So they're saying, essentially, that the President of the United States and Texas and these other states, great states, they don't have standing. Now, if you're not familiar with the word standing, in a court system, standing means do you have a right to protest someone else's actions? For example, if two of your neighbors on another street are feuding about offense, you do not have the right to go in and sue either one of those neighbors because the fence dispute does not involve you directly. I tend to disagree with the Supreme Court saying that Texas does not have standing for it is indeed the entire nation that will be affected by the fraudulent election of Grope Joe Biden. I'll go back to those two neighbors that live one or two streets over. Let's say that one of those neighbors is suing his next-door neighbor for putting in a garbage dump in his front yard. That would certainly affect every house in the neighborhood, not just the next-door neighbor. And so if I decide I don't like that garbage dump in a neighboring yard down the street or two streets over because the smell, the stench, is getting into my home, I most certainly do have standing. The Supreme Court is basically telling Texas, mind your own business, Texas. You don't have standing in regards to suing in Pennsylvania over their election requirements. I could not disagree with the Supreme Court more. We, the people, in all 50 states and our territories, certainly should have standing. On something that so adversely affects the outcome of the election process in the United States. Now, Trump himself said he was not a party to that case. The Supreme Court explained their decision, stating that, quote, Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections, unquote. I'm sorry. I must respectfully disagree with the highest court in the land. We all, each and every one of us in the United States of America, has a vested interest, no matter which state you live in. We all have a vested interest in whether or not Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin violated their election laws and twisted, turned, subverted, and basically nullified a presidential election. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program Are you lined up yet? Is it like Black Friday all over again and you're sitting outside of the big box store waiting to go in and grab the greatest sale deals of the century? Are you lined up yet? Have you rolled up your sleeve and are you waiting to be first or second or third in line for the new magic Wuhan China coronavirus vaccine? Operation Warp Speed under President Donald Trump has done its job. They have created a vaccine against COVID-19 in record time. Usually it takes decades to develop a vaccine against viruses. Let's use the Magic Johnson AIDS virus as an example. When AIDS broke on the scene decades ago, people were dying of AIDS, and they still have not come up with a vaccine against the AIDS virus. We're still dealing with Ebola. Decades, if not centuries of Ebola virus and we still have not come up with a vaccine against Ebola. Then there's SARS, MERS, bird flu, swine flu, the Spanish flu, the yearly seasonal influenza outbreaks. All viruses, by the way. Each and every one of them, viruses. And for for decades, we've been unable to come up with a vaccine against any of those viruses decades tens of years how long did it take to come up with a vaccine against the measles the mumps diphtheria typhoid polio and countless other viruses oh yes boys and girls people who loves them some donald trump are ecstatic right now because Through Operation Warp Speed and the White House Donald Trump-Mike Pence Coronavirus Task Force, we have managed to create a vaccine for the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 in less than one year. It is unprecedented, a term I hate to see because it's so overused never before in the history of mankind has a vaccine been developed against a naturally occurring virus in such record time this begs the question of the conspiracy theorists out there which also lends to the united states patent and trademark office information that i gave you earlier this year on the program but I want you to think about this for a moment. Conspiracy theorists of the world unite. I submit that the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019 is not a naturally occurring virus and was indeed developed, engineered, manufactured, and deliberately spread from a virology lab in Wuhan, China. Because supposedly there is a patent on the virus itself, which goes against the very rules of international patent law. You cannot patent that which is naturally occurring in nature. And so if there's a patent on it, it ain't natural, folks. It was created by someone somewhere. And when you can create a boutique virus, you can create the cure for that boutique virus at the same time and get a patent on it. Oh, Steve, you're just being a conspiracy theory nut. There's no way they created this virus just to spread it out and kill people. And then you're gonna call out those hardworking scientists who developed a cure, a vaccine already? Listen, folks, you go ahead and line up for that vaccine. I have another question for you before I continue. If the vaccine is all-powerful and all-wonderful, why is it not being reserved for the rich and the famous? Why is it being spread out to the masses, especially the poor? And why is it now being touted by the Democrats as being something you have to take Mopey-dopey-sleepy-creepy Joe Biden is saying he wants everyone in America to take this vaccine. He'd like to have it all done in his first 100 days in office, but I think supplies will be limited. So my original question to you again, will you be lining up like a Black Friday presale to get the new COVID-19 vaccine? after listening to lawyer commercial after lawyer commercial after lawyer commercial, or listening to simply the list of side effects for every damn medication they advertise on your television and radio, I am a bit reluctant to rush out and get a virtually untested, unproven vaccine, not knowing what the potential long-term side effects might be. I can hear it now. Within the first week of Joe Biden's inauguration, he's going to announce his first 100 days plan for inoculating the entire nation against the Kung flu. The announcement might go something like this. The following is a government announcement from President Joseph R. Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and new official White House Coronavirus Task Force lead, Dr. Tony Fauci. Per CDC regulations, all Americans must receive the new COVID-19 Joe Biden vaccine before the first 100 days of the Biden administration has passed. This is not a request. This is an order all persons living in the United States of America must report to an inoculation center to be vaccinated prior to May 1st, 2021. You must present a valid state ID when you arrive. That is all. Then, once the vaccines go out, since they're government-sponsored, you might luck out and not hear lawyer after lawyer after lawyer commercial trying to sue over the side effects but i can hear the commercials now the COVID vaccine is effective against the wuhan china novel coronavirus of 2019 and it's designed to protect you and your loved ones against the damaging effects of coronavirus like fever body aches stiffness nausea vomiting diarrhea difficulty breathing choking swollen Glands, Muscle Pain, joint Pain abdominal Pain, chills, loss of the sense of smell and taste, blurred vision, and others. Possible side effects of the vaccine include fever, body aches, stiffness, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, difficulty breathing, choking, swollen glands, muscle pain, joint pain, abdominal pain, chills, difficulty breathing, choking, swollen glands, muscle pain, joint pain, abdominal pain, chills. Loss of the sense of smell and taste, blurred vision, and others. Hey, those side effects are the exact same things that you claim the virus is going to cause. That's right, and we were hoping you would not notice. The new Wuhan China Coronavirus Vaccine is now available. Line up and take it. Or else. Valid state ID is required for you to receive the new vaccine. You will receive a tattoo on your left inner wrist to prove you have taken the government-mandated vaccine. Resistance is futile. Ask your Obamacare provider for locations and times for your city. Yes, can't you hear it now, folks? Oh my goodness. And then the lawyers will line up and they'll say, I'm attorney so-and-so. Did you take the new Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019 vaccine? And if so, did you experience any of the following side effects? And they'll list the whole group of side effects again. If you did, you might be entitled to financial compensation. Give us a call right now and we'll sue the pants off of the makers of the China virus vaccine. The class action lawsuits will begin in earnest and the manufacturers of this vaccine will say next time, ha, hell with it, we're not gonna even get ourselves involved in it. After all, no one wants to be sued for growing a third nipple or let's say a second ear on the left side of their head or God knows what else. Yeah, folks, I think I'm going to wait just a little while to see what the long-term effects are of this vaccine. I'm in relatively good health. I exercise, I take vitamins, and I socially distance myself from most folks. I do wear a mask. I keep hand sanitizer in the truck. I think I'm pretty good for now. I'll wait three or four months to see what the side effects are and all of the long-term stuff. What about you? Are you up for the new vaccine? (laughs) We'll be right back. This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Sit back, relax, and let the truth massage your brain. It will be a welcome relief from all the liberal rubbish the mainstream media has been feeding you. We tell it like it is. And finally, this morning, according to Radio.com, the Washington Associated Press is reporting that a subpoena seeking documents from Hunter Biden in regards to his dealings with Burisma, the Ukraine gas company, along with two dozen other entities, has been issued. Now that the election is pretty much over, all of the things I told you about earlier this year are coming true. Every single one of my predictions. I said it would be after the election, if gropy Joe Biden is elected, then suddenly, in order to get Camel Toe Harris to the big chair, they will start doing subpoenas and they will start investigating and they will start looking into the illegal, unethical, immoral, questionable dealings of Hunter, the cokehead Biden. And his daddy, sleepy, creepy, touchy, feely, mumbling, stumbling, fumbling, bumbling, crumbling, muttering, stuttering, puttering, fluttering, gropy Joe Biden. I know I left a bunch of the adjectives out, but I run out of breath. I've gotten so many now. Folks familiar with the Justice Department's so-called tax investigation of Joe Biden's son, Hunter, are now saying they're seeking ties to Barisma and all of the other companies to which he and his papa, big guy 10% Joe Biden, are involved in. The subpoena, by the way, was issued last week, and it seeks information on Hunter Biden's Chinese business dealings as well as other financial transactions. The probe was launched back in 2018, a year before... Mr. Gropy Joe Biden announced his candidacy for president. Now, if this had been a probe against one of the Trump children, it would have been on the front page of every newspaper and the front leading story of every mainstream media news program. But because this was for their guy, for Gropy Joe Biden and his cocaine addled son, Hunter, it was all kept on the down low, quiet, swept under rugs. Of course, Hunter Biden claims he only learned of the investigation on Tuesday. Newsflash, if you have major government organizations investigating you, you know about it. Yes, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma back in 2014 at the same time his father was vice president and was helping to conduct Barack Hussein Obama's foreign policy with Ukraine. I have said for a long time that Hunter Biden's work in the Ukraine definitely influenced the Obama administration's policies towards the Ukraine. But people said, you don't have any proof, but they did. And they've known about it for years and they've swept it under the rug. Senate Republicans said in a report earlier this year, that the appointment of Hunter Biden to the board of Burisma posed a direct conflict of interest, but the media blew it off. And when the media blows it off, no one looks into it. Now, although Gropey Joe himself is not believed to be a focus of this investigation and has not weighed in on the merits of this investigation, he's only said to reporters that he is, quote, proud of his son, unquote. And for those of you who thought Attorney General William Barr was going to be an advocate for Trump, I warned you about that back earlier this year as well. I said, I don't trust the guy. Beady eyes, shifty eyes. That usually is a dead giveaway. Back in February, Barr cautioned his department saying you have to be careful about any information coming out of the Ukraine. There are a lot of agendas in the Ukraine, he said, a lot of cross-currents. We can't take anything we receive from Ukraine at face value. In other words, as long as it was against Donald Trump, it was okay to admit as quote-unquote evidence. But if it goes against the Bidens, then you have to take it with a grain of salt because of where it was coming from. I'm telling you, folks, this is a concerted effort a coup d'etat which usually takes a very short period of time with an army rushing into the palace and overthrowing the dictator. This one has lasted four long years, and the media was not only complicit, I think they were the orchestrators, along with their friends, Nasty Nancy, Chuckles, Shifty, Horseface, Pocahontas and others. That's going to do it for this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great, wonderful Monday. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Copyright 2020. Steve Knight Productions. All rights reserved. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Background music by Jason Shaw and Nautics. We'll see you next time.